this is a time of year that we embrace for our chance to uh, push the reset button, start again. And, uh, and I've got some thoughts to share with you today. We've had a lot of conversations in the last two years about all the things that are hard. We don't need to reiterate them. We know all the things that have been hard. Some of them have been uniquely personal to us. Some of them have been a shared thing, a shared collective thing. But uh, we're well aware of the fact that many of us feel weary at this time, that we feel perhaps a little numb or a little jaded or a little unautomatic or uh, cranky or flat, not our usual sparkly self or our better sparkly self as we have known her, that um, this is something that a lot of people are struggling with at this moment. I, I call this like this phase of the pandemic is uh, this the pain in the butt phase. <laughs> it's just for me, it's not as terrifying because I'm triple vaccinated and most people I know are and I know many people who are getting sick and they're not getting that sick. And so it's not as scary, but it's a pain in the butt. And we have just many, many little losses or things missing all the time. I just lost my dinner date. Shucks. I was all excited about a dinner date tonight with my brother. And, uh, and he got exposed yesterday. So he sees staying home. That's what I call, that's not terrible. That's not the worst thing that ever happened, but it's a pain in the butt. So we're in that, we're in that phase of the pandemic. And we want to uh, just take this moment in, in a group of women who I want to say, you guys are great. I'm just saying this right now. You're great in a, in a group of great women to um, reflect on uh, tucking away 2021, kind of like tucking in a child into bed at night, a child who's had a hard day, you know, tucking them into bed at night and saying, oh, yeah, I know, it was a hard day. Yeah, I know, I know. Here, you know, here's a little good night kiss to you, 2021, because, you know, it was a little bit hard, but, you know, it wasn't terrible. I'm not some good things happened. Some good things happened in your external life, perhaps, and some good things happened in your internal life. And so one of the things that we want to um, share today as, as, we want, as we collectively lift our vibe, so to speak, we want to lift our vibration so that it's coming out of the flat zone and back into the huh, zone, like re the ready zone, ready for something nice, right? So we're going to talk in 2021 when we um, are reflecting in our small group. You might share something um, that, was, that was good last year, uh, something that, uh, uh, you know, you're happy about that. And you're going to build this year off of that sense of a glass half full, not a glass half empty. So close your eyes for a moment and imagine that we've got a date with a circle of people and we're leaving our front door and and going on a little walk out of our village wherever that is and we're going to um, a pathway through some very pretty land and all of us the 25 or so of us we're just kind of walking along together 
like good company. Some of us are walking a little solo and thoughtfully, and others are chatting and making friends. But we're walking in this pathway to a point in the distance, which is like a beautiful tall hill. A beautiful, tall, strong hill with emerald green grass all over it. And we're heading for this particular hill because it's it's easy enough for us to climb it and we want to climb it to its summit because there's also a beautiful tree there a beautiful very old very strong oak tree at the top of the hill and so it's with great ease and and kind of a nice gentle healthy vigor we're walking together in this winding pathway up the hill together in a circle a wide circle a 25 feet wide circle around the base of this beautiful oak tree that has roots that go down and down and down and it has branches thick and strong and vibrant and full that go up and out and out and out. And then each one of us finds our spot to stand in this circle, on this hill, neath this tree. Because you yourself can feel your roots. You yourself can feel your branches. And your heart, your heart, like that center of that ancient oak is so strong and so steady and so full of caring for everybody. So as you stand there, as we stand here together in this circle on the hill, we extend from our hearts to each other. We extend to the middle of the circle, to that tree to the women on either side of us, to the women across the circle from us, we extend our heart energy. We extend our sense of sisterhood that comes from that knowing that we've all been on vigorous journeys in this life. And that we all mean to shine we all mean to find that sparkle whenever it gets lost. So you send that goodwill, that unconditional love, that willingness to see the good in everybody out to everybody in the circle. And as we stand here under these beautiful arching branches overhead, let's imagine a beautiful canopy, a canopy of energy that is holding all of us underneath it securely and kindly in a sense of belonging and we take this minute great spirit to give thanks for the chance to be together in this gorgeous earth to invoke the sense of the circle of community connected to earth open to community, connected to spirit, 
and open for that spark that you will provide for us the spark that will come from our own souls from our relationship with this greater self so we're invoking a fertile ground for a new spark that might come to us in the middle of this workshop and might come to us this evening or this week but this is what we're intending we're intending to raise our level of consciousness today and going forward so we can see and feel the opportunity in every day so we can see and feel that it's a good thing that I am me and I am in this life and that spark will bring things I don't even expect but will enjoy so so for the next little while we can imagine that we're get, taking a comfortable seat under that tree under that canopy and we're just coming together to entertain some thoughts so the thoughts whenever you take a class or a seminar that is about consciousness the words the ideas are so that our minds are happy to be here and we have like a new bone to chew on um, but what's really important is the energy of the space that we're in and our openness to come away with that golden nugget the golden seed one great idea one great connection that's going to be um, fertile for us and it's going to grow into something good and new my first thought is that one of the great things about the pandemic time is that we're all in the same thing we're just all in the same thing together around the city that you live in around the country that you live in around the world that we live in and and so we're in a conversation we're in a, a, a large human conversation day by day that is full of so many things of course it's full of of creativity and wondering and frustration and it's full of the best and the worst of humanity but um, I think we're all being invited to learn more deeply some of the things that we've always known to be true we're all being invited to become big picture people that we need to in order to to have hope and serenity and to live and to create we need to see the big picture that we're in and part of the big picture is that uh, you know we're, we're in a pandemic and you'll have that you'll just have that from time to time on planet Earth pandemics happen it's actually nobody's fault it's actually you know we do better or worse with it but uh, it's one of those those things that is in a way normal in nature and we just didn't know it we didn't realize that we didn't know it and I like to look to the other pandemics that have uh, ripped through humanity from time to time and see well what happened we didn't end uh, things changed um, a lot of people left 
more people were born and came back in. Uh, we we see that in in 1918, when a lot, a lot, a lot of people died of a terrible virus, we were followed by the Roaring Twenties and an amazing outburst of of creativity and love and jazz and 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 stuff that came from that space. We can look back into former centuries where people were dying a horrible death in the Black Plague. Thank God, right? Can we just see the good here? We don't have buboes with uh, the, this virus. We don't like have horrible, big, bulbous, pussy, icky, painful things going off. <laughs> well, sometimes you really have to stretch to see the good. And every now and then, my husband and I say that to each other. Well, at least there's no buboes. <laughs> so, but what happened next? The Renaissance. The Renaissance happened next. Rebirth happened. Regeneration happens. Reinvention happens. Recalibration happens. So, as I said in the, the email I sent out, we're in a time of a lot of uns, unprecedented, unexpected, uncooperative, unhappy, un things. But we're also in a time of a, a different prefix, the re, the reset, the renew, the reinvent, the rethink. Uh, for me, it's reread. I'm rereading uh, some of the best um, inspirational books in my life. And so pleased that I understand them better than the first time I read them. So pleased that maybe I've grown because now I'm understanding what Eckhart was talking about in his, in his book that was really kind of thick for me a while back. So, so anyway, um, we need to have a big picture to know that we go on and it'll be good again. Uh, but meanwhile, what do we get to do? We get to do small things, many small things. We get to do small things, as Mother Teresa would say, small things with great love. We have the power to do that every single day, even if we're in quarantine, even if we're sick, even if we've lost our job, etc. We get to be a big picture person with a commitment to powerful small acts every day that lift our human collective consciousness, that lift it with encouragement, with reassurance, with caring, with aid, with love. So some of the spiritual things that are always true, but now we're so fortunate we get to learn them deeper, right? We get to learn them again. It's always true that life is movement and change. It's always true that our material systems and forms and containers, jobs, houses, cities, systems, school systems, etc. It's just always true that these things are with us for a while. They are creations that came into being. They're with us for a while and then they fall apart or end. That's what happens. That's what happens to everything over and over again. It's created. It lives for a while. It passes away. This is always true. And now we get to learn this deeper. It's always true that the arc of history is long, but it is bending towards justice. That we live in times that are 
scary and turbulent um, in, in many ways. We live in a lot of positive disruption that is causing so much reflection and recalibration in terms of race and other things. But if you think about it, we are the children of liberation. All of us that were born um, after World War II, we have been living through waves and waves and waves of liberation movements, different groups, different times, different focuses. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. We are living in a time uh, where, where history is, is bending sharply towards justice for humans, within humans. It's always true that life is quite often difficult and that each one of us has a unique brand of suffering and that we have the unique charge to figure out how to end our own suffering. How do I heal and change, transform the thing that always bothers me so much about me or others or my background or life? How do I end that suffering? And I found that forgiveness is one of the best pathways out of suffering and into the present moment and into going forward after being stuck for a while. And that there's a new understanding of forgiveness afoot. That it's a healing experience that we seek for ourselves in which we can't necessarily change our circumstances externally at all times, many times you can't, but we can heal and change our internal experience of being with what we need to be with. Forgiveness is the healing, refreshing, fresh new experience that we get when we let go of things that we've been attached to, when we let go of expectations about how things are supposed to be or go and that uh, we learn to love life as it is and love ourselves as we are and love other people as they are with appropriate boundaries. We don't have to hang out with everybody, but it serves us to forgive everybody everything because otherwise they're in our heads. They're in our heads anyway. So we want to live the art of unconditional love and forgiveness all out if we want to be able to love this day and meet this day and be with these people who are different than us and still somehow uh, share some commonality and seeing the good. It's always true that everybody is going to die. Pandemic or not, we are going to die. Every one of us and everyone we know and love is going to die. That is true all the time and yet we usually muffle that truth. We numb it. We hide it. We put it behind a curtain. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to uh, uh, be with it. Uh, we are very, very attached to who we are, who we've been, and who our people are, and who's been there, and now they're not. But uh, it's always true that we can't keep anyone or anything. I had a, a, a good moment about two weeks ago with one of my life teachers, my husband Fred, 
who I've been with for 40 years. And, uh, and Fred has had poor health for a long time. Fred is, uh, I call him an orchid. He, he's, he's really a, a unique, gorgeous, amazing soul with, who is extremely sensitive and he can't take anything. <laughs> he just can't take the cold or the noise or the this or the that. He's very, very, uh, very sensitive. Um, very mighty, mighty strong too in a, in a soulful way. But he's got a terrible immune system. Uh, he gets everything. He gets it badly. He get, keeps it for long. And uh, he's one of those people at the beginning of the pandemic, you think, oh gosh, don't let Fred get it. Don't let Fred get it. He will go down because he just has this poor immunity and he's 76. So anyway, he, we, he, we did a great job being careful for almost two years, right? Really, really careful with uh, where we go and don't go and the mask and the washing, all the things. We were so careful. We were both triple vaxxed, right? He didn't, he doesn't go very many places. I, he rarely sees people. And yet, two weeks ago, Fred has COVID. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how COVID found him, except it's so clever. He really wants to find as many people as it can. So, so Fred just, you know, he's getting, he's getting sick. He's getting a cold. He gets the test. It's COVID. So he's, and he has strep too. He has strep and COVID. And so he says to me that day, well, you know, I always like to do things big. So I have strep and COVID. And I'm like, oh, and I, I treasure him so much and I'm so attached to him. And he's like my, my main man, my main person. And so about for about 10 minutes, I was mature about it. And then for the next 20 minutes, I was about five and a half. <laughs> I was going to have it. I was going to die. I got, I got just spinny, spinny anxious, just like, and I was, I couldn't finish a thought. I couldn't finish a, a, an action. I, 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 I was, you know, pacing and bumping into walls and whatever, because Fred's got COVID and, you know, in, in our minds from the beginning, and Fred gets COVID, he's going to die. Um, but okay. And then, so he, he gets up from his desk while I'm doing, while I'm doing this. And he, he puts his hands on my shoulders and he says, Mayor, Mayor, everybody dies. I am going to die. I'm going to try not to die this week. I'm going to try not to die right now because we like this and, you know, but you can't, st there's nothing you can do about it, Mayor. I'm going to die. You're going to die. Everybody's going to die. He's, he's saying this with his hands on my shoulders, looking in my eyes so calmly and with his, his customary depth of beingness. And I felt like some, the hysterical part of me just went, oh, okay. And it just let go. It just uncurled and let go and slithered away. And he said, okay, so what we have to do, Mir, because everybody dies, is we have to just relax. We have to relax and stay centered and stay connected to our best selves. Even if people around us are dying, even if we ourselves, we, this is all we have. This is what we have to do, Mayor. We have to relax and stay connected even when death is very present. 
Huh. So that was like wise husband moment number 342 uh, medicine for me. And I did. I did let go and relax. And he, and he doesn't appear to be dying. That's good. He appears to be traveling through a triple vaxxed journey of uh, the COVID thing. A couple last thoughts here. We can't take anything with us. We know this. We say it all the time. Except for one thing, and that matters. We can only take with us the consciousness that we have attained in this life. We can only take with us this state of being, the state of ener spiritual energy that we have cultivated and mastered, and the bit of light that we are that has graced this world for a while that comes with us. We get to take that with us, and we leave it behind, too. We leave some of our energy behind for our community to continue to be inspired by. It's a time for we women to continue to unleash and unfetter our voices. And that might look like just unapologetically being ourselves, unapologetically investing ourselves and our time and our energy into the truths and actions that actually matter to us. Maybe it's something important that I'm doing in my job. Maybe it's the way I foster my people, nurture my people with many small actions of love and care. Maybe it's self-care practices. A lot of us have been learning about that. Caring for myself, my good self, and providing pleasures for myself that are mine, my pleasures. This is a way that we free ourselves. This is the way that we be ourselves. Because more and more people are saying this, it, a whole and healthy society, a whole and healthy world will be created by whole and healthy people. We have to be the change. We have to be the ones that are creating a new ground for new systems, new uh, eras to be born out of. Let it be born out of our energy, our ways. Let, we are like that, a, a healthy pH balance in the soil of humanity that's going to allow new plants to grow, new flowers to bloom. And we need each other. Lastly, we need each other uh, in community to bear witness, to support each other's life lessons, and our challenge to end our suffering, and to inspire each other to be our best. So, those are some thoughts. I want to just uh, take a few more minutes and tell you two tiny stories of two people in my daily life that are inspiring me. One of them, uh, you may have seen a picture of my mother-in-law, Archangela Greco. I sent her a picture out in the, the first newsletter. She's uh, 99 years old in seven months. And uh, I just went to see her for the first time in, 
probably five or six years and spent a week with her. She lives in Baltimore with her daughter who takes care of her every day. And <laughs> it was, it was, it was illuminating and inspiring in, in a few regards. One was, you know, it's not easy to be anyone, right? We've said this already, but it's really not easy to be almost a hundred physically. It's really hard to get those bones up and going across the room. So, uh, and, uh, so I was, I was there on my first night and I was sleeping upstairs and mom was downstairs in her bedroom and her daughter's downstairs too. And I hear this terrible moaning, terrible, like, oh, oh, uh, it's coming like, oh my God, mom's having a heart attack. She, she's fallen and she's broken something. Oh my God. I run and I wake up Fred. I Fred, something's going on. Something's going on with mom. I hear her moaning. I can pelting downstairs where I bump into her daughter, Andrea, who is on her way to mom's room. I go, Andrea, Andrea, mom. She, she goes, oh, she does this every morning. It's just hard to get up. And I'm like, oh, really? I, she sounds like she's dying. But so then she helps mom get up. Mom is motoring slowly out of her room. And Andrea goes, okay, mom, wash your face. Here's the thing. And there's your tooth, but put your teeth in. Okay. And she goes off and she lets mom do as much as she can on her own so she can stay independent. So she says, wash your face. And mom goes, why? And she goes, because people wash their faces in the morning. It's what we do. We get up. We're going to have a day. We're going to wash our face. Oh, all right. So she goes and she washes her face and puts her teeth in. And then she motors across the, the first floor where she has to do a job. She has a couple of jobs in the house. Andrea makes sure that mom knows that she's vital and necessary. So mom needs to open up the blinds and it's really hard. Her hands are arthritic. She has to like turn this thing, open up the blinds and let the light in. So she goes slowly, moving her bones slowly from one set of blinds to the next, opening them up. And then she gets to the corner of the room where there's three or four house plants and she pets them. She stops and she, she goes, oh, pretty. Oh, you're pretty. You're so pretty she pets them and then she waves at a picture of a grandchild that's hanging on the wall hi hi Kylie how are you she waves at the grandchild on the wall she goes continues and and does her day and it includes a lot of naps just kind of like at the beginning of life there's a lot of naps um, but in between the naps she puts on her nice uh, her nicest house dress and she tucks her hair and she's, you know what she is, girls? She's like ready for a sparkle. She enters her day like moaning because it's so hard to get out of bed and move those bones, but she is looking for the sparkle. And at some point in the day, she always finds it. She always finds it. She always ends up laughing at a joke, flirting with somebody who's dropped by a watching Tony Bennett on television and clapping and dancing a little bit in her chair and she can hardly move. <laughs> she looks for that sparkle. And, and then of course there's a, a, a while where she's just telling stories. She's, she's sitting in her chair 
near me and she's re reflecting on her life and it's all conflated it's all like mushed together she doesn't have a lot of the facts right anymore you know in fact she doesn't even have her husband's name right you know <laughs> she calls him she calls him Frank instead of Fred you know oh well so she's got a lot of things wrong in the stories but to her where she's at right now it's all in the now she's reviewing the sparkly moments of her life and she's telling me stories that I say half of half of its factual and half of its I think she made I don't know made that up I'm not sure but I found myself listening for the themes what are the themes in this storytelling which is not a hundred percent correct ha ah, the themes are I was proud in my role as a mother and wife and I did a good job uh i i never let anyone push me around uh what's the other themes um big theme you know mary it's hard but it gets better it gets better it always gets better you know and i i might have told her something hard for me and she'll go ah god what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i pray I pray Mary I pray so she spent a lot of time praying for all of us and I think it has really really helped us um, but in the end she's leaving me with the, with one story which is I did my best it was really pretty good and it gets better and uh, and this is nice today this thing is nice today that we're doing this tastes really good or this is really pretty this thing is good so Archangela Archangela Greco oh my god if you have to start your day yelling in pain or stiffness because your bones are almost a hundred and yet you could find that sparkle and review the story that says it's pretty good it's pretty good overall this journey that I've lived check and the other person I want to praise and uh, share inspiration with you about is um, my daughter who I just uh, saw the other night and she's had such a hard road she she has she she's had like three uh, intensive journeys with with failed partnerships with narcissistic abusive males and after each one she licked her wounds and and got healthier and learned the things that she needed to learn and the next one was better <laughs> and she she journeyed through all of that and then she she has some trauma things that she's been trying to heal from she's got one of her children is on the spectrum and she's just been learning about that that this is true and this is you know what it this is what it might mean it, it looking at her in terms of the stories I think oh why did it have to be so hard for my girl why why did it have to be so hard and yet we were sitting um, I confess we were sitting in a restaurant had to we were sitting in a restaurant with the mask on in an yeah all right I, I just had to I was there anyway we were sitting in there and leaning across uh, talking and as she was describing to me all that she's learning about healing trauma 
and about brain science and about uh, uh, being present and uh, about neurodiversity and how everybody's just got different brains and it's okay and we got to stop uh, marginalizing people that are, have different brains than some of the main, mainstream brain thing. Anyway, she was leaning into this this excitement about what she's discovering from her very difficult journey. And yet what I saw in her lovely green eyes was just passionate curiosity. So curious and so hopeful and so excited about some new ideas and so ready to try on a new version of freedom, of, of thinking about herself, her life, and her daughter's life. And as I looked in her eyes, she's 38, but I saw the same eyes of the five-year-old that I knew, and the nine-year-old that I knew, and the 17-year-old that I knew. This soul, this soul that I've been traveling with, that I have not been able to prevent from having disasters and traumas, I have not been able to prevent that. We can't, right? And yet, there she is, that excited, uh, curious, alive person who is taking it all as this is my classroom. This is my classroom and I'm going to ace this class. It's hard work, but I'm going to get this. And I'm going to share it with others and I'm going to help other people with what I'm getting. So... As I looked in those eyes, 38 years old, 5 years old, 17, I realized, wow, it's, it's really the gift in our, life, in our life, the people that are given to us to walk with for a long time and to journey with and to bear witness for and to help and to share what we're learning. So that's my Tara. <laughs>